What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Grinders Live here on Roto Grinders. We got some bases ball going on today, a full slate, a lot of fun things, and a guy that I think Cardi's going to disagree with. Also, <laughs> Cardi has to pay off a bet. So it's a good day all around. It's a beautiful <laughs> Wednesday. The sun is kind of shining. Maybe, I don't know, I haven't left my house, but that doesn't matter. Cardi, how you doing over there, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get to take a shot in a few minutes, so that's pretty exciting. Definitely perk me up a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like winning bets. I like winning ridiculous bets, and I think I got another one on the plate today. It's going to be a doozy. I'm excited to hear what it is because uh, your stuff can be off the board sometimes, and you like to give real good odds on bets, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped. And I win them at a surprising rate. You have won them at a surprising <laughs> rate. <laughs> oh, well, we got a nice, what is it, 14-game slate? I mean, depending, we're going to go through FanDuel. We're going to go through DraftKings. They have different start times, I believe. I think the Red Sox and the Blue Jays game is on the FanDuel slate. And I believe the Orioles game is, too. Is that correct? I think so. I know FanDuel starts earlier. Um I think it's a uh, what six thirty start, so probably the the Phillies Nats is not on, and the rest are. I think. Yeah, so that means we got a, a big old slate today. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I guess easiest way to do this is just going to be go through the Oriole or the Red Sox and the Orioles game first. So just because that's the only one on Fanduel, we'll get that out of the way quickly. In case you need to set in your Fanduel lineups to a little bit earlier, so let's go ahead and get started on them. First off, bats from this game, like huge total in the Red Sox game. 11, we got Brewer going up against Merriweather. And like, what bats do you like from this game? What bats does the bat like from this game? I mean, it's hard not to like bats in this game. Like Salem Field has been every bit the hitter's park that we kind of thought it was going to be. Like the dimensions are just so hitter friendly. It is played very hitter friendly. Um, And there's bad pitchers here. So, you know. Take your pick, really. Yeah, what's your what's your go to bats in here? I mean, or bats on here? I mean, I know Vasquez is sitting there at two point five k. Seems like it's a little bit too cheap. If you need a cheapie, Bradley is sitting there at two point one k. Over on the other side, Shaw is sitting at two point five k. There are a surprising amount of cheap bats for cash. Which guys are you probably? Th- what's in the bats optimal right now over on Fanduel? Um, so there's not a ton in the actual optimal from this game, but I really think you can you can think about any of these guys like the Jays I love um, just as a team Tasker Hernandez is one of my favorite players I think you can play pretty much anyone you want from here I think more is GPP plays probably but uh, you know you can think about one-offs too all right nice well let's move on to the next game here um, pitchers Richards Woj like Richards has got a 3.66 run total against me he's 5.6k like not projected to come in a ton of ownership any interest in him at all? Yeah, I think Richards is actually a pretty decent pitcher. I don't have a problem taking a shot on him in a GPP setting. And I like the Rays a lot as a stack in this game. Wojciechowski is bad. The Rays are really underpriced. I think that's probably the the team I have the most interest in from this kind of like early set. Yeah, and by the way, guys, just so you know, pay attention to crunch time. It'll be a real quick one. Uh, there because we he had, Roth's gonna have to go over weather in that Blue Jays game, and he currently has it at orange. So just keep that in mind. Have some pivots off of it if you need to, because it's only going to be about 
20 minutes, 15 minutes when crunch time starts to when that game actually starts. But uh, yeah, but also Richards, do you have a pitch count? What does the bat currently have him as a pitch count? I'm not playing over on FanDuel Day because of the show. Um, it hasn't projected. I think he's actually fairly stretched out. Let me see if I can pull it up. But I think I think he should be pretty much good to go. I mean, that price tag, I don't really care that much. I mean, the quality star is obviously something that we pay attention to over on FanDuel. And the win, so he has to go late enough into the game. But Baltimore is fairly free swinging, so I don't mind that at all. What about the bats over in this game? I got Meadows as one of my favorite bats. Choi and Yoshi are both fairly cheap on this slate. Renfro, I know it's going up against a righty that can actually strike out a decent amount of guys. He's batting seventh, but he's still 2.8K. Like, what are your favorite bats from this game, and are you using any of the Baltimore ones? Uh, definitely more Rays than Baltimore. Meadows, I think, is the one that that I like the most here. I think he's obviously the best hitter on the team. He's you know 3.6K, so very affordably priced. But I think just in general, the team is is super underpriced. They project as, like I think, the third or fourth highest point per dollar stack in the bat today. So you know, up and down the lineup, you're going to be able to find good guys and you're going to be able to plug them in as a stack. Nice, nice. Well, that's pretty much FanDuel, guys. Hope it helped out. Now let's move on to the fun games here. Let's start off with pitching. DeGrom, is he just a lock and load for you? He is. There, There's no way not to play DeGrom today. Like, he's so – I mean, he's the best pitcher in baseball. He's in the best pitcher's park in baseball. He's facing perhaps the worst offense in baseball. There's just no way to get off of Jacob DeGrom. He's expensive, but you just – you eat the salary and you play him because – I think this is probably the highest pitcher projection I've seen all year in the bat. He projects for 26 and a half DraftKings points. I don't think we've had anyone else that high so far. So you ready for a shot bet? I'm giving you really good odds on this one because you just keep losing over and over again. Are you going to bet against Jacob deGrom? (laughs) I'm not quite betting against Jacob deGrom, but there is a pitcher in the 6K range who's going to outscore him. I mean, all right. Who who we got? Kevin Gaussman. I had a feeling it would be Gaussman. Yeah, you know me far too well. You know how much I love Gaussman. I've I'm just been playing him a lot so far this season. He's been fantastic. Like, you look at his numbers between or compared to Kershaw's numbers this year, what's the difference between the two? I haven't looked, but I'm guessing there's not a lot of difference between them. Ground balls. That's the difference between the two players okay that's pretty much it Gaussman has been absolutely fantastic since the beginning of last year this year he has been great four percent walk rate 31 percent k rate 3.03 x fit like he's given up a decent woba and iso to left-handed hitters but that's like probably not going to continue the splitters is out pitch it's obviously a pitch that's uh good against both sides of the plate so far this year but I think he's going to just mow down these Dodgers already played him once put up 22 points and he was limited to 80 pitches in that game there it's 60 degrees in the ballpark yes the wind's blowing out to left field which is not a good thing considering but I don't care I love Gaussman today please tell me why the bat doesn't have him ranked that highly well the bat doesn't have him ranked high in a raw sense because he's facing the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Dodgers are a really good offense, but the bat does have him as a top five point per dollar option. Like I, I was, I was going to mention him as a sneaky GPP play because I don't think people are going to play him against the Dodgers. I think he's going to come in really low owned and there's plenty of value here at this price. And with his talent probably being better than most people assume it is. Yeah. People like, People just hate Gaussman for some reason. I don't know why. 
I yeah, mean, someone in chat just called him Kevin Kevin Gauskan because he's a gas can, which he's not. I mean, you know, he's a guy who has blow up outings in the past and, you know, for a couple of years was kind of mediocre, maybe for a year or two was bad. But, uh, you know, you look at the underlying numbers and, and he's not. He's he's an above average pitcher. Yeah, no, he's a well above average pitcher. Like people don't seem to realize that once he added that split, splitter to his repertoire, he has been entirely night and day different. Like we look at last season, beginning half of the season, he was not a great pitcher. He was sitting there at 4.61 XFIP, only a 20%, 22% K rate. And then he second half of the season, 30% K rate, 3.18 XFIP. This is not a new thing. Like he has not just gotten good magically this year. People look at the entire numbers for last year, which is not the smartest thing to do. Once he changes his pitch count, once he fixes his location, we have a long enough sample size, I feel like, to know that he's a guy that can actually locate his pitches, which he mostly only throws splitter, fastball, and a little bit of a slider. And they've been fantastic so far. So he's a guy that is a lot better than people realize. The pricing on him is just atrocious on the slate. I get he's playing the Dodgers, and I get the Giants ballpark has been a lot better for hitting so far this year. But 60 degrees at uh, opening pitch tonight, it's going to get darker. It's going to get colder. It's not going to be great weather. Like, this is an absolute perfect spot here for Gaussman outside of the matchup. And he's, his price is so low, and he's only projected at 16% ownership, ownership right now. I love him. I think that he's going to crush tonight. I may end up just hating myself in about, what, six, six and a half hours. But I don't care. I'm going with it. Our shot bet is Gaussman versus DeGrom. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually do like Gaussman, though. I think he is a very good under-the-radar play tonight. Um, I don't think he's better than Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> I mean, if I had, like, if I was given even money, I would definitely not take DeGrom. But it's literally, or I would definitely take DeGrom. <laughs> I'm not a crazy person. I know what I'm doing. I know that chances are I'm probably going to lose this bet, but just felt like giving you some decent odds here. Uh, the interesting thing is, like, he's the same price, or he's actually cheaper than Robbie Ray. Like, same implied total for Ray going up against the Rockies. Like, Do you I think people are going to play Ray. Is he going to be like a, a high owned guy tonight or are people just kind of like, he's been so bad. I can't do it because the matchup is obviously pretty good. The price is really good. Um, and the history for him is really good. So he's actually the guy that the bat projects as the top point per dollar guy on the slate, but he's been really bad this year, which is weird because like you look at what he's doing and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like his, his velocity is up. His spin rate is up. He simplified his mechanics. Uh, I think a lot of it is bad matchups and, and variance, and I think regression is coming. But, I mean, what, what's your take on Ray? I mean, Ray, it's simple. He's he's getting wild. Like, he's got a 20% walk rate on the season. That's the reason yeah. why. It's very high. But that has to come down. Like, pitchers don't do that sustainably. He, they he don't is- do that sustainably, but it doesn't just happen immediately. It's got to come down eventually. I'm not saying Ray's not a good play the rest of the season. I'm not saying Ray's not a good play tonight. It's just at his ownership with Gaussman being a perfect pivot or a near-perfect pivot. Gaussman is 100% the better play. I mean, you look at Ray, you look at the pitches he throws, and he's changed it up a little bit this season. We look at the whiff rate, and obviously his curveball is just through the roof. His slider is through the roof. Like, he has an outpitch versus lefties. He has an outpitch versus righties. But his location on those two pitches, what he relies on heavily, is not nearly as good as it has been. It could be simply, like, 
he's tipping pitches. Like if he's tipping off speed and non off speed pitches, righties know it's likely going to be a slider going up against him or a curveball, and they can just lay off of him because he's probably going to be out of the zone. So his walk rate is through the roof, both versus righties and lefties, more so versus righties. And it's because he's either tipping his off speed pitches or he's just not able to locate it. And so he has to rely more on outs with his fastball, which doesn't generate a whole lot of swing and misses, only a 50% or whiff rate on the season. So if they know that's coming, he really can't do much about it. And so it's why his hard hit rate versus righties is 54% on the season. And it's why he's not getting ground balls. He's not getting, uh, and he's getting a ton of walks and his K rate isn't as high because he can't rely on those out pitches because he's just a little bit wild, probably because of the lack of spring training, probably for a few other things, but even in this matchup where they don't really walk a ton in this lineup going up against lefties, it really doesn't matter too much because he's just not going to be able to locate his, there's a chance he may not be able to locate his pitches and that ownership. I I just, it makes it the easiest choice in the world to go Gaussman over Ray every single time. We have projected ownership yet. I don't think I see 28%, 28% for Ray. So he's projected as the third highest guy on the slate. Okay. So Yeah. yeah, at that ownership, maybe, Maybe not as much interest, um, but I'll, I, I don't know. Like, that seems high to me. I just – I really think people are kind of seeing a lot of what you're seeing. They, they're just fed up with Ray. They see the high ERA. They see the peripherals are bad. Um, I'd be surprised if he comes in that high. Um, if I'm wrong, though, then, you know, obviously at that ownership, not as strong to play. I mean, the thing that really can take away – obviously people are going to go Lamette. People are going to go the aces. Like people are going to play Degrom. A lot of ownership is going to go that way. People don't trust Scousman, so he's not going to be that heavily owned. I think it was what four percent, five percent last time he was out. So it's it's not really. And going up against the Dodgers, people are going to do the same exact thing and just not play him. I guess there's potential that uh, people go on Hernandez, but he doesn't have the win equity that a lot of guys, a lot of other guys do. Like he's got a decent K or a very good K rate on the season, saying at 32%. He is the guy that I think people will go to if they don't go with Ray. Like Hernandez, I think was popping in the bed. I'm not sure. I can't remember. He likes um, him a little bit. Yeah. So I think he's more of a guy that people are going to go with. It's essentially DeGrom or Gaussman with an easier matchup just based on these year's numbers. But I don't know if those are fully the best numbers to go off with him. Gaussman, we have a little bit longer of a track record. And Hernandez is giving up a 50% fly ball rate, 50% hard contact rate. I guess it's a good ballpark. I don't mind going with Hernandez. And if these ownerships do hold true, I will just full-on fade Ray. And I will go Hernandez and Gaussman 100% of the time because I I think Hernandez is probably close to the same as Gaussman is today. But, like, we look at the other pitchers on this slate, and we got Lester, obviously not good. Fulmer going up against the Cubs, not touching him. Barrios, probably too expensive. People are going to go with Lamette. Uh, Clevenger, probably not going with him because of his struggles so far this year. Fires doesn't strike out, guys. Hauser, Gray is a guy that's going to draw some ownership, and absolutely rightfully so. The, I know the, that you like the Brewers a lot more than most other people do, but I, I still think Gray's going to crush. Like, people yeah, aren't think- going Hudson. Yeah, I think Gray is actually like – like Lamette is going to be super chalk, and Gray is $200 more and projects exactly the same as Lamette. Um, so I think – assuming this game plays, because there's talk of them boycotting this game and this game not even happening. Um, but if this game plays, I think Sonny Gray is an awesome pivot off of, off of Lamette. Lamette's an overrated pitcher. 
Like people love Lamette this year for some reason. And I guess it's because the strikeouts are high. The ERA is great. But you look at who he is as a pitcher and he's going to regress. Like this is a guy who historically has had issues with control. His walk rate this year is the lowest it's ever been at any level of the majors or minors. And it's only been six games. Like that's not going to continue. He's a f- extreme fly ball guy who's not giving up home runs when historically he's given up home runs. Like that's going to happen. He's a good, but not a great pitcher. And Sonny Gray is a great pitcher. Sonny Gray is like a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Lamette has the better matchup against Seattle. Um, and I do think the Brewers are underrated, but it's a park upgrade for Sonny Gray. He's got a pitcher's umpire and he's got a much longer leash than Lamette. Lamette's baseline pitch count is like 87 pitches. Sonny Gray is 103. So they're basically the same play today, and everyone's going to play Lamette. So if this game actually plays, Sonny Gray is the GPP guy to pivot on to, I think. Honestly, I really like a Mariner stack. We'll get to that when we get to stacks. But... Do. <laughs> huh? I do too. Oh, gosh, darn it. I don't like how much we're agreeing. Um, that, that being said, I do want to say Lamette is, is probably your cash guy on DraftKings. It's probably DeGrom and Lamette. I'm not saying don't play him. I'm not saying he's a bad play. I'm just saying, you know, he's not clear the clear better play over a guy like Sonny Gray. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, any other pitchers that we haven't talked about? I know that we kind of rushed through that and didn't really go over as many guys as probably should, like Clevenger. Any interest in him today? Um, not really. I mean, I guess you can take a shot in a GPP. We don't know how stretched he is, which is a problem because he's been kind of, you know, he got sent away from the team for breaking, breaking quarantine and got, you know, sent to the alternate site. And now he's back. Um, we don't know exactly kind of what his deal is and the matchup isn't really good against the twins. So at his price, I'd probably rather just play Sonny Gray, play Lamette play, you know, Barrios or go down to a guy like Ray or Gaussman or, or Taiwan Walker or Lisa Hernandez. I don't know. Talk, talk to me about Walker a little bit. Obviously he started off the season with a great start. His underlying numbers have really not been that good. His swing strike rate sitting at 7.4%, but he has a 22.3% K rate. It's not something that's 100% true 100% of the time, especially with a guy that throws as many different pitches as he does. But Walker, like, going up against the Padres, decent K rates, lots of power. It's being played in San Diego, which is kind of a neutral ballpark when it comes to home runs this year, especially when it's 82 degrees down there. Like, talk to me about Walker. It's really just a, you know, someone else to play kind of play, especially if we do wind up with Gray off the slate and we think ownership's going to, you know, become really condensed onto guys like DeGrom and Lamette and Ray, and I would imagine Gaussman gets extra ownership if that happens. And you're kind of just looking for like another guy to play that isn't going to be super chalky. Um, I think he's just kind of there because no one's going to want to play him against the Padres. He's not anything fantastic. You know, he's a league average pitcher. He projects for 13 points. The matchup isn't especially good, but I think he's fine at 7,100 and probably very low ownership. Yeah, no, I like I like I like what you're saying. What about Kershaw? We really didn't get into it too much. Obviously, historically in the past, the forty oh, not forty ers wrong sport. Gosh, I'm excited for football. Uh, the Giants have not been a team that has struck out a ton. Like so far this year, they have some bats that are actually striking out a decent amount versus lefties. Some that aren't. Sample size isn't massive. We look at the numbers since beginning of last year, sitting at an eighteen and a half percent K rate going up against lefties. Like. 
with so many people going on to Grom, it's baseball. Anything can happen, especially against the Marlins, who for some reason seem to do weird things on a very consistent basis. I think last year, DeGrom had an outing where he ended up with four points going up against the Marlins because the Marlins are the Marlins and they just hate me and everyone in DFS. Like, what about swapping over to Kershaw at drastically lower ownership than DeGrom, I would assume? I'm fine with that in a GBP setting. I mean, DeGrom does project quite a bit better, but it's baseball. Anything can happen. And if you're going to get Kershaw at half the ownership or a third of the ownership, I'm fine with, with having some of him too. Like he's, he's been really good this year. You know, he's a, he actually projects as like a top five true talent pitcher in baseball at this point. And it's a, it's a good matchup. You know, I'm not quite buying this, the strikeouts of, of the giants. I still think this is probably going to wind up being um, a low strikeout offense, especially at least the iteration of the lineup we're, we're probably going to see today. But I like Kershaw in general. I like him as kind of a, a pivot. Yeah. What about I'm trying to look at guys that we haven't talked about? What about Hauser? Guy that was a lot better last season. This season, he's, his strikeouts have dropped off pretty drastically. He's going up against a team that walks a whole lot, but and also strikes out at a mediocre rate. Like he's come, we haven't projected a 0.25% ownership. Like any interest in him? I don't love him. Like I think he's, you know, a little bit above average as a pitcher, but he's not a big strikeout guy. Like you said, this isn't a big strikeout offense. Narvaez probably behind the plate, you know, really bad pitch framer. And his leash is always very short. You know, he's like, uh, you know, a guy who's usually going to throw like 85 pitches. And that's just tough to tough to use in a GPP, I think, especially when he's not super cheap. Like Ray is cheaper. Gaussman is cheaper. Taiwan Walker's cheaper. Elizabeth Hernandez is cheaper. I kind of I have a hard time making a case for him. All right. People are asking about Fulmer. Any any love for him? Uh, not really. I mean, he's starting to get stretched out, but he's definitely not stretched enough yet. He'll finish probably 75 pitches today, you know, against a pretty good Cubs offense, pretty good hitting environment. I I have a hard time justifying him today. All right. People want us to talk about the Brewers boycott news. I'm not going to lie. I've been smoking meat for the last hour. That's, that's not a sexual innuendo. I'm literally making a tri-tip. Um, so I didn't actually see too much on that. Yeah, so the, the Bucks tonight announced they're, um, they're boycotting the game. And so there's been a lot of tweets and stuff going around about Brewers players talking about boycotting the game tonight as well. Um, and so if that happens, obviously, you know, that game won't be played. Sonny Gray will be off the slate. I mean, I think there's a non-zero chance all the games get boycotted tonight and everything we're talking about <laughs> doesn't matter. But hopefully, you know, I mean – it's just something to be aware of while you're building your lineups, especially if you're including guys from that game. It seems like if there's one game that has the most risk, it does seem like it's that game. Well, I mean, it'll probably be every game's postponed outside of San Francisco, and then Gaussman goes for 50. That's, that's, <laughs> if, 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 if the Mets game gets postponed and Giants doesn't, I'll, I'll give you an out, and it, it, it's, it's no, no blood, just so you know. Um, any other pitchers that we missed here? John Gray, like the other Gray. Any interest in him? Eunice, Hudson? Uh, not really. I think Eliezer Hernandez is probably like the cheapest, lowest guy I would go. And especially if we do wind up without Gray on the slate, without, you know, this game, you know, one less like good pitcher to have in your pool. I think having a guy like Eliezer Hernandez in there probably makes a good amount of sense because I think, you know, 
he'll be the least owned of the viable guys today, probably. You know, you'll see ownership on DeGrom, on Lamette, on Kershaw, on Ray, on Gaussman. Uh, Eliezer's probably comes in below those guys and is a little bit cheaper, you know, a little bit worse, but still, still fine, especially at lower ownership. All right. Well, let's talk about some bats then. You ready for that? Let's do it. All right. Let's start it off with catcher here. Um, Contreras, probably going to be one of the top options on the slate. Fulmer, not great. Detroit, not great. Um, He's batting fifth. He's expensive. Are you paying up a catcher? Um, It's going to depend. I probably will not be able to get up to Contreras. I think it's possible to do it. I like him. I think he's easily the top guy on the slate. I don't think you have to go up there. I think you can go cheaper if you want to. All right. Who's your cheap option then? I think uh, in kind of the mid-range, I think Stephen Vogt is totally fine. Like the roof is going to be open again in Arizona tonight. It's like 110 degrees. I like an Arizona stack. I think Vogt is fine as a catcher. I really love cheap Tigers today. John Lester, John Lester is bad. John Lester is not good. This is a solid, sneaky hitter's park. Decent hitting conditions. Austin Romine's 3.3K. I think he's probably your cheap guy. You know, there isn't that like, you know, 2.5K guy on this slate today. He doesn't really exist. You know, I don't really want to play Drew Butera or Cam Gallagher. So it's probably Romine for me. If you need to save an extra couple, you need to pinch the pennies. You know, 3K for Austin Barnes, I think is fine too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, guys, if you haven't signed up for the SharpSide app, Sign up for the SharpSide app. It's real simple. It's free. You swipe left, you swipe right. It's basically the tender of sports betting. That is not an official view of Roto Grinders. That's just something I say in case there's trademark infringement. Um, you get a streak, you lock in your bets, you get to a certain point, and you start making money. You get FanDuel credit at starting at five bets in a row, locked one, minimum 140 or minus 140 odds. I've got one today. I can't remember what it is. I think it's the Oakland run line. Yeah, it's the Oakland run line, minus one and a half. I wanted to go with the Oakland money line, but it just went over the amount that I need to. If you're sports betting tonight, A's, Diamondbacks, money line, love both of them. Fantastic plays today. You had one. What was yours? Mine was the, the Reds money line because I think they're a stronger favorite than Vegas is giving them. Obviously, this game would have to play, but if it doesn't, you get your money back. Um, like I said, Sonny Gray, I think, is just like an elite pitcher. And I don't think he's being treated as a truly elite pitcher at this point. And I think that's driving a little bit of value on this line. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one, too. I like that's a good line there. Minus 131 is currently what it has. But I think over on some sports books, if you've got multiple in your state, I saw it as low as, I think, 125. So depending on what it's at now. Great thing to bet on. Great thing to put your lock bet on. Like what you're saying, Cardi, let's move on to first base here. Cabrera, too cheap. We both like Detroit. 2.7K going up against Lester. Has the platoon split. You just locking him in? I really am. I think he's your cash guy. Obviously, if you have money to go up and spend on, you know, Bellinger or Goldschmidt or Rizzo, like they're, they're totally fine. But Miguel Cabrera at 2.7K in this awesome matchup, he's just the clear cash guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. That's my plan. We have some other guys there that are cheap. What are your thoughts on O'Hearn as a potential yeah. pivot? I was going to mention him. I think he's the easy pivot in GPPs because I do think Miggy will be popular. But I like the Royals a lot as well as, a, as kind of a cheaper, sneakier stack. 
Dakota Hudson's not especially good. Dakota Hudson has a wide split. And so a lefty like O'Hearn is a guy who sets up really well against him. Batting cleanup with the platoon advantage, 2.5K. He's a very strong play today. What do you think about a full-on Royals stack? Like, if you don't throw Witten there, you got Dozier at 3.9K, Soler at 4.1K, O'Hearn's at 2.5, Franco 3.3, Gordon 2.3. Like, that's a super cheap stack there. And you can throw yeah. in Gallagher at 2.1K. He's so cheap. That's exactly it. I mean, Gallagher, you can fill your catcher spot for free. Like, it's just there's so many cheap guys here. And it's a good matchup. And they're not like – they're not a good offense. But they're not an offense that you should average 2.3K for your stack for. Yeah. Yeah, like they've been perpetually underpriced all season outside of like two games, and they went right back to being underpriced again. Hudson is not the greatest pitcher in the world. He's not terrible, but he's probably not worth having guys have Kershaw pricing going up against him. So I'm right there with you. Any other first baseman? I really like Olsen. Like he's he's, he's just good, and I I love that guy. I had a goat named after him. True story there. Um Goldschmidt is in a decent spot here. Santana's probably a bit too cheap. Rizzo, obviously the Cubs are one of the best lineups on the board today. Like anyone else that I'm missing there? Um, I think you can you can think about Candelario in your in your Tigers stacks. I think Jake Lamb and Christian Walker are both pretty cheap in your Diamondback stacks. Uh, I think that's first base. All right, let's move on to second here, and another guy that's way too cheap clearly underpriced going to be the chalk and there's a reason for that it's going to go up against Eunice bullpen's not that great probably leading off I don't know if we have that lineup yet yeah he's but, leading off all right yeah I just didn't press press for fresh very soon um yeah so Wong 3.3k talk to me about him I mean he was what 75 percent owned in cash games last night I think it's going to be the same thing tonight he's just underpriced for who he is as a hitter it's a good matchup. There's power potential against a guy who gives up a lot of home runs. There's stolen base potential with his speed. He's just too cheap. And I think everyone's going to realize it and they're going to play. him. And so that's your cash play. And in GPPs, you try to be different. All right. Uh, what about other guys tournaments? I mean, obviously scope, we talked about Detroit over okay. and over again. You guys can pretty much assume at every single position. We like a Detroit player. Um, Marte domes open. Going up against Gray. Gray's been terrible. 4.8K, absolutely worth it. Cronenworth sitting there at 3.8K and just keeps mashing, keeps being underpriced. Got a little bit of a price bump over the last week. Still probably worth throwing him in some GPPs. Muncie going up against the best pitcher on the board in Gaussman. I guess you can play him. Um, Moustakis, 5.1K, not a terrible matchup. Hauser, but then you got that bullpen. Like, who? what other guys are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, Cattell Marte is a top guy on the board. You mentioned Gray and the roof. Gray also allows a lot of stolen bases, so this is a good stolen base spot for Marte. Um, uh, Jason Kipnis, you know, in your Cub stacks, he's 3.1. He's very cheap. If you need just like a super, like, cheap punt one-off kind of guy, Franklin Barreto's in the lineup for Oakland tonight. He's 2.6K against the bad lefty. He's hitting ninth, so it's not great, but I think that's fine. Uh, shed long in your your sneaky Seattle stacks, 2.6. Oh, yeah. Especially if he winds up higher in the order. Um, I do think with Lamette going to be so popular, a Seattle leverage stack does make sense tonight. 
Well, and Seattle, for some reason, seems to crush people's hopes and dreams on a consistent basis. I mean, <laughs> they can't win games that often because their bullpen is one of the worst I've ever seen, and they're starting pitching's trash. But their their hitting has actually been fairly decent this season, and they're go- we haven't pegged it all under one percent ownership. So yeah, at that kind of ownership, like um, I'm totally on board with that in GPPs. Yeah, no, I love them. They're I probably need to update my CVRs right after this and put them as one of my favorite stacks. Um, anything else we're missing or moving on to the hot corner, third base? Let's do it, hot corner. Arenado, dome's open, platoon split. It's Arenado versus lefty because lefty mashers do exist. But it's also just Arenado against a guy that can't find the strike zone, gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to righties. Like, Arenado, your cash game guy, or is it you going to go cheaper with Carp? I think if you can get up to Arenado, you want to do it. I think he's obviously the best guy on the board tonight. He's great. I don't think Carpenter's in the lineup tonight again. He sat last night. I don't see him in there today unless I'm missing something. He is not. Yeah, so um, no Carpenter. He would have been the other guy I think that you really make a strong case for. I do think you can make a case for Justin Turner. I do think you can make a case for – uh, David Bodie at 2.8 K against Fulmer. Like if you're going, if you don't have the money to get up to Arnado, I think you probably go the complete opposite direction and save. You go with a guy like Bodie or you go with a guy like uh, Isaac Paredes for 2.2 against Lester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Escobar 3.9 definitely good play, especially in your Diamondback stacks. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Dozier, I think is fine in your Royal stacks. Um, I prefer the lefties, but he's hitting second. He's a good hitter. I think that's totally fine. What do you think about Paredes in a wraparound stack? For Detroit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mentioned him as as a potential cash play if you need to go all the way down. Definitely in your in your Detroit stacks, he's a – I mean, he's one of the best values on the slate. Yeah, are you thinking about going double-barrel double, double barrel pitchers uh, just because of the cheap price tags on some of the Royals in Detroit? It depends, I guess, on what double-barrel means. Are you talking like DeGrom-Kershaw? Yeah. Probably not, just because I think Lamette and Gray, if that game plays, are, are such good values. They project basically the same as Kershaw, and they're like a thousand less, one point five k less. So I'd rather go with one of those two. But you know, in GPPs, I think a Degrom Kershaw setup is totally fine with a cheap stack and some good one offs. Like I think that definitely works. Yeah, uh, one guy we didn't mention, A's love the A's tonight. Chapman just bombs. Like, you know how much I've loved the A stacks for years. It's really paying off so far. Like, I guess we'll get to that when we get to stacks, but you on board for Chapman paying 5.7K in GPPs? It's an expensive price, but I would imagine that keeps the ownership really low. So I'm okay with that. Well, plus if you, when you play Chapman, or not Chapman, Gaussman, like, it's just easy because he's the best pitcher on the slate that's going to outscore yeah. DeGrom. I do think he's the, you know – Aside from Arenado, he's the best third baseman on the slate. So if you are running a roster construction where you have that money, you're going to get him at an ownership rate that, you know, is low because people aren't going to be able to get there. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to shortstop. I already talked about Arizona. Dome open, blah, blah, blah. Ray, Chalky. Story's my favorite guy tonight. It's easier yes. to pay up for him if you got the Gaussman. Um, is that who you're using for cash? Yeah, no matter what you do at pitching, you can afford Trevor Story tonight. He is the top priority in terms of spend-ups. You want to pay for Trevor Story. He's the best hitter on the Rockies. He's got the platoon advantage against Ray, who 
if he's actually broken right now, it's just a fantastic, fantastic matchup. Even if he regresses immediately, it's still a great matchup because he's got a wide platoon split. Always gives up stolen bases. The roof is open. Uh, play Trevor Story tonight in cash. Yep. Uh, what about other guys' pivots for tournaments? Nico, 4.2K, too yep. cheap. Got some pop. Lester's trash. Baez, DeJong, I think he's in the lineup. Um, Tatis, oh gosh. Man. Tatis is in a good spot tonight. I think he's a good GPP pivot off of Story, who I imagine will get most of the ownership. But obviously Tatis is is a great player himself. I'm trying to look it up. I'm pretty sure Walker's one of these guys that's really easy to steal on. Um, where is he? Maybe is there anything Tatis can't do? That's true. Um, so I think Tatis is great. I think on the low end, Alberto Mondesi at 3K as part of this cheap Royal stack we've kind of talked about is good. I think Chris Taylor against Gaussman is well enough priced. Um, who else are we looking at? Um, Edmund, did he make the lineup there? Yeah, he's hitting second. So if you're running out of Cardinals stack, um, do we think they're going to be popular? They were very popular last night. Are people going to go back there? I think that just because of Wong and Edmund and DeJong in there and Molina being one of the chalkier catchers, like they'll just round out the stack with Goldschmidt. And so it becomes a little bit easier, especially with guys down the bottom of the lineup that are just too cheap with Fowler, O'Neal, and Carlson. 3.1K, 2.7K. We currently have not pegged at an average outside of Wong of around 9% ownership. I think it'll probably be higher than that. Um, Uh, Over on FanDuel, you mentioned Chapman. On FanDuel, Marcus Semyon's 2.8K. So he's kind of like, I think, it's harder to get up to story there, I think, because you only have the one pitcher. You don't get to save with the second spot. You definitely want DeGrom tonight. So I think Semyon is Dunkaroos. I love Dunkaroos. Yeah, there's almost 7-Eleven. I just bought 10 packs of them after going (laughs) through six last week. Uh, Yeah, so I think Semyon over there is great. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move on to the outfield. My top guy, can you guess? The dome's open. Is it Starling Marte? Cole Cole Calhoun. Calhoun. Cole Calhoun, yeah. You knew it was one of those two. Uh, I think they're both great plays, and Calhoun is obviously much better priced. So uh, Calhoun is a guy you should be highly prioritizing tonight, I think. Yeah, yeah, right there with you, Calhoun. So there at 3.9K, like all the outfielders there are great. We got Schwarber is probably a bit underpriced and Hap's a bit underpriced. Um, both of them are in a good spot today. Piscotti, super, tre- super cheap, like allows you to get the rest of the Oakland bats and still do a stack. Grisham, 3.9K, probably going to have a decent amount of ownership. He obviously hit three bombs the other night. Mayor's bullpen's trash. Walker, average guy like. Where are some other guys that you're looking at? Uh, the cheap Detroit guys, I think, are definitely cash viable. A guy like Victor Reyes opens a lot of things up. Um, uh, Jorge Bonavacio is in the lineup. I think he is, is totally fine. Shinsu Chu is leading off tonight at 3.6 K against Mike Fires with power potential with stolen base potential. I think that's too cheap for Chu. I think Joey Gallo is too cheap. I think at the very least, he's a great GPP one off with big time power upside. Uh, Danny Santana also in the lineup too cheap. I think those, uh, those Rangers outfielders are really nice tonight. I think the Cubs outfielders, you can definitely make a case for Ian Happ, especially um, Kyle Schwarber. Um, yeah, outfield, that's kind of where I'm looking. 
Nice. I'm looking at my delicious tri-tip. It's up to 108 degrees. The excitement is real right now. But that should pretty much do it for bats there, guys. Go ahead and drop some questions in if you can. Let's talk stack some of your favorite ones of the night. We've already talked about Detroit, how much we both love it. Um, Mariners, I think, is a fantastic big field GPP stack. Like, absolutely fantastic. Big Padres fan tonight. Diamondbacks is going to be one of the top one. I might, I think I'm going to full on fade the Dodgers. Like, I don't know. I might X them out of my player pool entirely. Like, again, I'm on Gaussman, probably locking them in. So they're just not going to be in for me. A's probably going to be moderately chalky, depending on which site you're on, but they're definitely a good stack. Detroit, KC, like any ones that I'm missing that you think might be some decent GPP stacks. I, I like the Dodgers, I think, more than you do. Like, I definitely get the Gaussman play. But we saw last night, they came in solo owned because of all the expensive pitching. And I think tonight we could see the same thing because there's just not a lot to love in terms of low-end pitching. Like, you have to roster Robbie Ray to get them. You can't roster Gaussman and get them. So you kind of need to go with a guy like Robbie Ray or Eliezer Hernandez or someone like that. So I think the Dodgers could come in too low-owned. I think they are um, a good play tonight. Obviously, that that chase game, I think, is great. I think the Cubs are really well-priced and are a good stack, too. Um, and the Mariners leverage stack, like you said. Awesome play. I don't know if you heard that little notification, but apparently my Echo now tells me when I get a package deliver. I just got a nose hair trimmer because apparently I'm a hairy guy. Um, <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, we already talked about Clevenger a little bit. Someone's asking about we're both off of him, right? Uh, yeah, with, with some of the uncertainty with him, with the other options on the slate, with the bad matchup, with the high price, he's just not a guy I'm on. Yeah, even with the split, feel okay with Dozier, Solaire, Gallagher in a Royal stack. Yeah, Dozier, Solaire is fantastic. Gallagher rounds it off. You got the 9-2 or 9-3-4 stack, I believe, or is it 9-2-3? Yep. Like I said, I prefer the lefties there because of Hudson's split, but they're all underpriced. You can play righties too. Yeah, and both those guys can absolutely bomb the ball of the ballpark, and Gallagher is just way too cheap. Do you think some games are canceled and others aren't? So let's talk a little about a little bit of game theory here because of the possibility of postponements. We're getting close to lock. There's more rumblings. 7 o'clock rolls around. We know the games are starting 10 minutes. Going with earlier pitchers, earlier players, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, forgot, you have to pay off a bet. I do. Should I do that now? Is that a, is that Might where we're well. at? Yeah. Because, <laughs> man, I've been on a roll with pitching lately. You Just... have. So, <laughs> I'm going to do Prairie Fire. We got some tequila, some Cuervo Silver. Here we go. And we got some Tabasco sauce. Man, you know what's the worst part about COVID? What's outside that? of all the all the things, I have to get my Chipotle Tabasco in these little canters instead of the bottles over at Chipotle. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of worse things, but from a food perspective, that's by far the most inconvenient thing in my life right now. Is not, yeah, I mean, not I could just order a bottle online, but I, I just don't feel good about that since I can get from Chipotle for free. Yeah, so... Here's to you, Jordan Lyles. We bet he would finish over or under five points. He finished, I think, at 4.6 or 4.7. Well, so, yeah, uh, I originally said 
negative points, which he was negative you 13 did, at I, one point. I increased the line for better odds, and it did not work in my favor. <laughs> well, cheers, my friend. Cheers. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I just got 57% alcohol gin. That is a very high percentage of alcohol for gin. Yeah, I'm super excited to try it. I still haven't opened it yet because I want to be able to stumble to my bed at some point. And during the week, that's that's not a good call if you if you have to wake up in the morning for work. <laughs> um, yeah. But Canna, okay for cash games? Mm, no, I don't think he's a good enough hitter. I haven't looked, but he's a guy historically they tend to pinch hit for a good amount. Um, and I don't think the spot tonight is like so good that you have to smash it in cash games. Yeah, uh, some people ask about Sonny Gray. We both said we like him more than LeMay. And if that game is going to be canceled, it's just be near your computer and be, don't have any lineup with him and LeMay. Yeah, have have a – yeah, exactly. Play him instead of LeMay and have a contingency, which I guess would just be sw- swapping to LeMay um, in any lineup you have. Him. But if the game does play, I think he is a fantastic play. I think he's exactly the same as LeMay tonight and will come in at a third of the ownership. All right, GPP thoughts, DK, A-Stack, I love them. Um, I like the A's. I think they're fine. Obviously, it's a good spot against a bad left-handed pitcher. The roof presumably will be closed, which will give it basically the best pitching weather on the slate, which is not ideal, but I think they're fine, um, especially the right-handers. All (laughs) right. Uh, Pay up for Contreras or pay up somewhere else? Um, I would probably, I mean, it depends on what you're doing with the rest of your lineup. I think you can go down a catcher to a guy like Romine or to a guy like Barnes. You want to spend up for story, especially if we're talking about cash games. If you can get up to Arenado, you probably want to do that too. I think it's doable to do Contreras. I don't think you have. Yeah. Mets stack. Okay. For DK. I'm not super on a Mets stack. You know, Eliezer is a, is a pretty good pitcher. Um, and it's the best pitcher's park in baseball, so I'm not loving the Mets. I think you can one-off a guy like Conforto, uh, but in terms of like a full stack, I just think there's better options. All right, Wong for GBPs. I say you full-on fade him. Like 26% for a guy. I don't care how good of a play he is. Just it, 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 it doesn't make sense with GPPs to me. Yeah, in GBPs, you can easily fade Wong. You know, if he's going to come in at 50% ownership or something crazy, then you definitely don't have to have him. All right, twin sack. Um, Brewers I mean, game might have just been canceled. Yeah, might have. Someone just said it in chat. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to play Clevenger, but I don't really want to stack twins against him either. I can see one-offing a guy like Kepler, but a full stack, again, I'm not super about. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this. Um, trying to find. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing anything right now. No, I'm I'm seeing it. There's a beat writer saying that that the game's not happening. All right, so play Lemay, or I mean, we'll see. Yep, decided not to play. Um, well, we'll see if anything plays tonight. This is going to be interesting. Might be a decent idea to stack the earlier games. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, what do you do from a game theory perspective here? Like, if we don't have news before lock of, of you know – I mean, I guess what you said, stack the earlier games because, you know, at least they will play. Um, 
Yeah, at least we'll know if they're playing. They're not going to probably not going to stop a game in the middle of the game. No, they definitely won't do that. It'll either start or it won't. Um, I mean, I guess pay attention and ask ask the crunch time guys what they've heard because uh, you know I from what I haven't seen any other teams talking about it today. Like I saw a lot of stuff about the Brewers and the Reds talking about doing it. I haven't seen anything about anyone else talking about doing it. That doesn't mean they won't, but. I do kind of think at this point it's probably all or nothing, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah. We'll see. FYI Chapman's out. So get him out of your lineup. But last thought on the night, go. What is that? Last thought. Last the closing thought. Last thought is let's go Jacob DeGrom. Hopefully you do better than Kevin Gausman. <laughs> Cause if right. not, I'm taking more shots next week, guys. Gaussman will be the top pitcher on the slate. The two top stacks are Detroit and the Mariners in big field GBPs. Get him in there and cry the night away with me so we can cry together. All right. Well, we're out of here, guys. It's been fun. Cardi, I'll probably see you next week since this happens every single week now. But good luck on sports if they even play tonight. We're out of here. See you, kids. See you, kids.